today on CityCast Chicago. If you've been out to a restaurant recently, you've probably seen the signs. No, I mean the literal signs. We're hiring, servers, cooks, dishwashers, wanted, or even we're short-staffed, so please be nice. Well, throughout the pandemic, you probably also saw workers have been leaving the restaurant industry. Labor advocates say that raising wages will help bring them back. We talk with the national advocate bringing the fight local. It's Wednesday, November 17th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Saru Jayaraman is the president of One Fair Wage. Jayaraman joined other worker advocates in Chicago this week at restaurants across the city that have chosen to get rid of the sub-minimum wage. That's the minimum employers have to pay tipped workers like waiters because the law assumes their tips will make up the difference. Well, in Illinois, the minimum wage is $11, but for tipped workers, it's $6.60. Saru, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for having me. When we talk about workers leaving the restaurant and service industry during the pandemic, can you tell me what's the scale here? How many people are we talking about? The numbers show at least a million workers have left the industry already as of, you know, last year. And but our data as of May 2021 is that 54 percent of workers nationwide and closer to 57 percent of workers in Illinois who currently work in restaurants say they're leaving And 78% say the only thing that would make them stay in the industry or return to work in restaurants is a full livable wage with tips on top. So you said during the pandemic, about a million workers left. One thing I read that people didn't often account for is, did we have a sense of how many people passed away in the restaurant industry versus how many people uh, chose to leave the restaurant industry? I think it's actually important, if you don't mind, to take a step back first. Look, the restaurant industry was the nation's number one fastest growing and largest, second largest employer in the United States prior to the pandemic, nearly 14 million workers. But it's actually been the absolute lowest paying employer for generations, really since emancipation of slavery, when the restaurant industry first tried to hire newly freed slaves, not pay them anything and have them live entirely on tips. And instead, your tip should be on top of the wage. So it was a problem. It was a source of economic instability. Prior to the pandemic, with the pandemic, it just became a matter of life and death because Mm -hmm. 6 million restaurant workers lost their jobs in March of 2020. And two-thirds told us they couldn't get unemployment insurance in Illinois and most states because they were told their sub-minimum wage was too low to qualify for benefits. You make too little to get benefits. Well, it looked to the state like these folks weren't working full time because their wages were so low. And so that what, you know, when you talk about, did they die? Did they go to other industries? What made them leave? Listen, that was the first moment where millions of workers were told, wait a second, I've been working two or three jobs, but I'm being told because of the structure of pay and tips in this industry, I can't get unemployment insurance, I'm done. If the state is telling me I earn too little to get unemployment insurance, probably I earn too little and I should never have put up with this to begin with. So no, sadly, we don't have a good count of how many workers die because these workers are so... Pushed to the margins and made invisible. Invisible, undervalued, that nobody has done, nobody can count an actual count. But I will tell you, we surveyed 3,000 workers last fall One third of the workers we surveyed said somebody in the restaurant had died from COVID. 
So you're looking at, uh, you know, definitely in the tens of thousands of workers who died. Well, how are restaurants responding to this mass exodus? We have now tracked nearly 3,000 restaurants in 41 states that have raised wages to $15 an hour plus tips. We've counted over 200 in the city of Chicago alone. Oh, wow. Many of whom are restaurants that said... There's no way. There's no way to pay $15 an hour. I'll go out of business if I have to pay $15 an hour. I'll cut hours or I'll... Like, this is what they say before they actually went along with it? That's right. Fear of change. How did you find these 200 restaurants? Are they advertising themselves very openly? Like, hey, hey, we're the good ones. We got 15 bucks now. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. They are. We found these on Craigslist and Indeed. And, you know, people are posting like crazy because they're so in need of stuff. You did a tour of restaurants in Chicago. You were on the south side, uh, the, the far north side. What, what did you learn during that tour from owners and workers alike? You hear from these big restaurant owners often saying, it can't be done, it can't be done, there's no way. And then you meet these little, uh, you know, people of color owned restaurants and they're like, I have to do this. I have to do this because it's a commitment I make to my staff. They, they were honest. They said it's an ongoing struggle, um, both in terms of getting staff and in terms of survival. But they also said, listen, uh, there's, an, there's not going to be a way for us to do this alone. It isn't just to create a level playing field. Even the small business owners are saying we actually need the policy to signal to thousands of workers this is permanent and it's worth coming back to work in restaurants. You say it can't do it alone. You know, why, why is that so important? If restaurants are doing it anyway, why do we need legislation? For a small restaurant like that to say, I'm going to pay 15 and they're doing it, plus tips, you know, I'm going to do it differently, but then have the Olive Garden or Denny's, you know, a couple doors down, still paying that 6 or $8 wage, that puts them at a real disadvantage. And look, I, I, you do hear some people saying, oh, maybe we can go back down to a sub-minimum wage next year. And I, I, you know, and then I, you wonder, do people understand supply and demand? Like workers are not going to work now for 15 and six or eight next year. You're not, you're not going to have staff if you try to go backwards. The National Restaurant Association, the Illinois Restaurant Association, are these the only entities providing resistance to change? Or is it something that kind of flows down the line through, you know, everyday folks as well? Because we're all taking part in the restaurant industry. When you ask, and we've polled, when you ask, common people, whether they call themselves Republicans or Democrats, should restaurant workers get a full minimum wage? Should they get $15? The answer is, wait a second, I thought they were getting a full minimum wage. People don't even know, for the most part, that there is something called a sub-minimum wage. Most people think their tips are on top of a wage, not instead of a wage. And look, we're way beyond do we want this. We're at a point where workers are saying we won't work without it. We're at a point where employers are now paying it and saying we can't do it alone. So there is legislation in Illinois to end the sub-minimum wage altogether. What's the status of that? We've got amazing champions, great state legislators, uh, Camille Lilly, Selena Villanueva. We've got um, Ann Muller. We've got uh, Teresa Ma was with us saying enough is enough. The time has come. It's got to end. And so I do think it can happen this spring in the Illinois state legislature. In fact, I think it has to happen if we want to eat out again in Chicago at the same way we did. It has to happen. There's less opposition. Employers are paying it. Workers need it and want it and saying they won't come back without it. Consumers are saying we want to be able to eat out in the same way we did before. This is a crisis. The legislature's got to move quickly in the spring to get this done. 
Saru Jayarama is a nationally acclaimed restaurant activist who has been in this fight for over 30 years and is also the author of the best-selling Behind the Kitchen Door and One Fair Wage. Saru, thank you for making time for us here at CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for having me. I am Jewel Simmons. I've been in the uh, industry for like five years, being a bartender and a waiter and uh, waiting on tables and stuff like that. Simmons is one of the local organizers working with One Fair Wage. She worked in various Chicago restaurants, but she left the industry over the course of the pandemic. As restaurants began reopening last year, she would take shifts here and there, but things had changed. The issue that we for me, bartending and then speaking to the uh, customer, you know, you need to put on your, your mask or you need, if you don't have one, you may not, I may not be able to serve you. Some of the customers wouldn't be nice, you know, to be, you know, I'm in a hostile uh, environment where, you know, I'm not going to tip you. And the biggest issue was um, that I'm not getting paid to uh, be a security guard at the bar. So um, that was the the big issue, you know, just the hostility from the customers. So customers are tipping less and servers and bartenders are taking on more responsibilities. On top of that, Simmons says the take-home pay really varies from restaurant to restaurant because they can essentially pay a lower hourly rate. At some places, they're saying that we'll give you the wage and we're going to cap you at $9 for tips on top. And of course, I don't think that's fair. If I'm doing an excellent job at 15, being a professional, dressing and looking and have high energy, um, I need my 15. And if that individual wants to give me $100, I want my $100 uh, in tips. The pandemic put a light on this, okay? I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing about this, you know? So now we like really getting the word out, but no, I don't, I would have probably still been in there making that $9, okay? But the pandemic came and it, it just revealed a lot like, oh, we got to stop this, for real. It's not that uh, workers don't want to go in and work. We just want to go in with a fair wage at the end of the day and knowing that we're worth it. We reached out to both the Illinois and National Restaurant Associations. The Illinois Restaurant Association did get back to us with a statement saying they supported the state and city sub-minimum wage increases in 2019. That was legislation that means no tip worker can ever make less than the full minimum wage through a combination of their wages and tips. They went on to say the industry is still down 70,000 jobs in Illinois and that mandating another wage increase would likely jeopardize jobs and employee hours. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The mayor has officially appointed Andrea Kirsten chief of Chicago Civilian Office of Police Accountability, or COPA. City Council is back today, and one of the things they're considering would allow you to take your dog to the bar with you as long as they aren't serving food. The bar, not your dog. 
and some good news to get you through. Today, the Museum of Science and Industry is free for all Illinois residents, and lucky for you, it's also the beginning of their annual Christmas celebration. Y'all, they have a four-story Christmas tree and like 50 little trees surrounding it. It's pretty dope. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Hey, the fact that y'all put that in there without me even having to ask, I think that just perfectly sums up the vibe of this show.